Holly G with the Golf Insiders going live to St. Andrews, the 150th Open Championship as they're wrapping up day two and uh, a lot of news happening on this Friday. And we'll start with the, with the story on Tiger and go to our favorite insider, Bob Herrig, live from the Press Center. Hey, Bob. Hello, how are you doing? Great. Well, he missed the cup by a mile, but he didn't miss embracing the moment walking down 18. No doubt you were there as Tiger Woods uh, perhaps made his final walk down the 18th at St. Andrews. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was nice to see that, actually. He, um, you know, he showed some emotion and, 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 and actually went deep on on uh, on what it has meant to him here and playing here and um, you know I thought that was good you know he didn't he didn't just shrug it off uh, uh, you know he's I think he's been that way all week frankly he's handled it handled it very nicely he's been very you know he's he's given his opinions on things and so you know he didn't stop on the bridge but he waved from the bridge and he acknowledged that he realized that they were waiting for him to go ahead. I think we all sort of wondered why he wasn't playing late today, but I think maybe now we know why. I think there was a sense that they felt that if he was going to miss the cut, let's do it while there's a lot of people here. It was 3 o'clock local time when he was walking up, um, and the crowd was huge. The grandstands behind 18 were filled along one, which, of course, is an adjoining fairway. All the homes and buildings and, and balconies and windows, people hanging out, you know, down the right side of the 18th fairway. It was, it was a pretty cool scene. It sounded like the, you know, just a wave of constant you know, applause and go tiger reverberating all around the property. Uh, was that how it felt being there? No question. I mean, I think you could sort of sense that this might happen and sure enough it did, you know, and, um, I mean, it was a just a long, minutes-long ovation as he walked from the tee all the way up over the bridge and up to the green. You know, he had almost driven the green. He was just just short. And then sort of in keeping with the way the week went for him, he wasn't able to get that up and down for birdie. He, uh, he, he lived out like a four-footer. And uh, at that point, I don't think anybody cared. You know, that was, uh, that, that was, that was the... Uh, uh, a, a nice send-off, and, and, you know, as Tiger noted afterward, look, I, it, there were a lot of these rumblings that he was going to retire, and my response to that is, is, you know, golfers don't retire, you know, and, and, and even if they cut back, they don't typically say it, uh, and he was, he, look, you can get cynical, he's not going to retire for, for, for commercial reasons. You know, I don't think he, all, the, the various companies and entities that he does stuff for don't want to hear that he's done. You know, so um, he, and he made it clear afterward, I'm not retiring, uh, and I'll be playing in more British Opens if I'm, if I'm healthy. But he goes, I just don't know if I'll ever be back here. Right. I don't know when they're going to bring it back here again. So it was a good, a good chat, a limited chat with him afterward, but good anyway. But I think there was sort of a sense the way he was just the, you know, like you shared, the reverence he he was speaking about and, you know, all the pictures on the bridge earlier in the week. You did kind of wonder, you know, 
was Tiger, was he coming to terms with this, just this being the final time at St. Andrews or foreshadowing where he might be with his career? I think it was more St. Andrews, but certainly there's the possibility in the back of his mind that he knows how hard this is. You know, he, uh, let's be honest, you know, he, he, on a golf course that's not been playing particularly difficult, he wasn't close. And he looked pretty good in practice at times. And, you know, he had a, a bad thing or two happen to him um, yesterday and, and never recovered. You know, he's not he's not competitive enough to be making a lot of birdies and you're and, and he needs to he needs the course to be hard. You know, look, thirteen unders leading right now. Um, you know, even par's probably gonna make the cut. Uh, you know, he and and he's not wasn't even close. So I think there's there's sort of a realization that how am I ever gonna be able to do this if I can't play more? And I actually asked him that. I said, is there a hope of playing more going into the majors? He's like, look, I understand what you're saying. You know, you know, you want to you, you bolster yourself up. You want to harden yourself. But, you know, it's just really, really hard for me to get to this point. People just don't understand what I have to go through just to, just to get out here. So, I mean, what you'd love to have the time to ask him is, well, what are the chances for improvement? I mean, in six months' time, could the leg be better to where that isn't such a struggle? Would that allow you to train turn three tournaments into six, you know, or seven? You know, could you play Riviera and the players before the Masters? Could you play a tournament before the U.S. Open? You know, but this this formula, as heroic as it has been from a golf standpoint, um, it's just not gonna it's it's not gonna it can't be sustained. You know, he's not it's gonna have a hard time. He he. he you know, he played. He played his butt off to make the cut at the Masters and the PGA, and and he would have had to have done the same here. For a lot of these players, if they feel they can't be competitive, and I believe Tiger said this as well as others from the past, don't want to be a ceremonial golfer. So where does that come into play? Given how certainly this year has been a test right, of exactly how far his game could come, given the circumstances. But I think that remains a question moving forward. He's never seemed like the sort that wanted to do that. But Jack and Arnie used to say that, too. <laughs> True. You know? True. I mean, Arnie retired from St. Andrews twice. You know, he <laughs> thought 90 was his last one, and then he was back in 95, and and, um, you know, Jack, now Jack did hold true to not playing after this Open in, in 2005 when he was 65. But, you know, he still did show up places, and, and that was at age 65. You know, Tiger's 46. Tiger, Jack played a lot of major championships after the age of 50. So did Arnold. So, and, and there came a point where neither one of them was competitive. You know, Arnold went 20-some years without making a cut at, at, at the Masters. I don't think anybody cared, you know. And so, I mean, certainly they would have loved to have seen him make the cut, but they didn't care that he, was, that he wasn't making the cut. So it's a, um, you know, it's an interesting, uh, interesting dilemma for Tiger. I mean, I do think being out in public and playing golf is good for his brand. It's good for his foundation. And you it's know, good for I his mean, brain. You know, yeah, sure. I mean, it's good for Charlie, for Charlie to see him play, his son, you know. So, 
Um, and, and I just also, I think Tiger has downplayed the comeback. Um, you know, he didn't let on he was going to play the Masters. Only at the Masters did he let on he was going to come here. Only here did he learn that he had circled this, like, last fall, last, you know, winter when he was first trying to hit shots. And so who's to say that even though he said he's got nothing planned today, that he's not already circling, all right, I want to I want to be back at Torrey Pines or I want to be back at Riv and I want to be able to play at Riviera and then play at the Players' Championship so I get some golf in before the Masters next year. Yeah. You know, and I, I want to—I don't want to be limping at the end of rounds, and I, I want to be able to to play the PGA at Oak Hill and the U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club. Uh, and and Hoy Lake. Where, Next. Yeah, it's where he won his last British Open. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I think uh, I think there's I think there's a lot for him to try to to try to accomplish still if if, if health permits. Uh, I heard a very uh, interesting. Uh, segment with Nick Faldo earlier today, and and Nick really shared uh, the level of pain that Tiger has been enduring. He asked him, you know, what's on a scale of one to ten, and Tiger immediately said more in terms of his pain level, and that he said he's in pain constantly, you know, twenty four seven, even at night when he's trying to sleep. Yeah. You know, the I, I just. I, I think it is, I mean, it is really, uh, when you say Herculean, what he has done and and continues to do, uh, I think he even said that the, the pain was, you know, 10 times what he endured at Torrey Pines. I mean, it's it's remarkable. Yeah, it, it, I think the pain is probably pretty intense. I think there's an argument to be made that the Masters was too soon. I get the sense he wouldn't have played if his doctors told him he couldn't or shouldn't. You think he should have played the PGA? It was it was six weeks after, you know. I think it became clear that the U.S. Open was a bad idea, and he smartly stayed away. He said he physically couldn't do it, so that suggests that there's a decompression period followed by a build-up period. And obviously, he's going to need to shorten that going forward to have any chance to make these tournaments more meaningful for him, um, because it's. He's, he's showing up at the hardest venues, you know, the most difficult tournaments. Um, and in order to be to have some some competitiveness, he's, he needs to be able to knock off some of that rust, and that's hard to do if you're not playing tournaments. Yeah, we all we all know, uh, and and even for pros, it's hard to take it from the range or your practice course to. The golf course, especially right. at, at this level of competition. Well, um, a guy who's rising to the top today, the other big story, Cam Smith, the players' champion, uh, shooting at 64-8 under today, Bob. Yep, did a great job. Actually had a great shot at 63. You know, he didn't birdie the 18th, and uh, he did eagle the 13th, or excuse me, the 14th, the par 5. Um so, um, and I don't think he made a bogey. So, um, it's a, uh, uh, it was an impressive round. One that we know he's capable of. He's high, highly ranked player. Still top five in the world, I believe. And won the players earlier this week. Year. No, I don't think anybody's surprised to see him up there. Well, Can he stay there? Now that, that's the next, next question. Yeah, it, and is, 
might be expected, especially at the Open, quite a um, international leaderboard as as you look down it. But uh, not surprising, we see uh, the best of the best rising to the top. Uh, Dustin Johnson shooting 67 today. Uh, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, minus eight, Patrick Cantlay playing well, Rory. Talk a little bit for a minute about the the golf course and the weather today, particularly the winds. A lot of commentary in the last uh, hour or so about how the wind literally did a 180-degree turn on these guys going from the west to the east. You know, the, DJ, when he came off the course, said he didn't think his 67 would hold. The wind has, has been the difference. Sure, absolutely. I mean, it's not... It's not playing particularly difficult, but the guys who are playing really well can take advantage because they're able to get it close on some par fours. You know, the, the, the inward holes are clearly playing easier to downwind more. Uh, you know, I, almost everybody can drive it up close to the green on, on 18, 17. is not particularly difficult. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's short irons in, which that hole can be brutal. So, yeah, the wind is a big factor here. Frankly, it's probably not blowing as hard as they would like. It blew much harder during the practice rounds, and it was in off the left going out early in the week, which is a tough wind for those diff those first holes because the trouble is all right, and the, the wind was blowing to the right. You know, um, wh wh when it's blowing that direction uh, coming in, it's not as difficult coming in because it's keeping you from going to the right, which is – the, whole, the golf course is all about the trouble being on the right, the safe play being on the left, the aggressive play pushing it as close as you can to the right to give you a better angle. It's really pretty amazing how that works throughout the whole course. And uh, when the wind changes, you know, it, especially if you haven't had a chance to practice it, it makes it harder on these guys. They, they don't know what to expect. I don't know where the ball's going to land. That's just the fun and uniqueness of the Open Championship. You know, just the creativity, the drama. You, you hear a lot of club thumping, Bob, um, as guys react to some of their uh, shots. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where uh, patience has a capital P uh, if you're going to become champion golfer of the year. Yeah, no doubt. you got to be able to put up with some bad breaks. You know, you got to be able to put up with some some long putts and, and not and not being able to you know to have a lot of birdie looks or having really long putts because these greens are so big got to pick your spots and just take it when you can get it and it's not like a u.s open where you're grinding out pars either you've got to be able to make some birdies in some places well i think that's what's so fun about watching those final holes because you know uh, a lot can can happen and there's so many different ways that the golfers can play, especially that, that 18th hole. Um, just want to get a quick comment from you. Live Golf, some interesting comments yesterday, um, including Lee Westwood. Uh, blaming the media for stirring the pot, Bob. What was uh, your reaction? Well, whenever I hear stuff like that, I, as you can probably imagine, um, uh, I think it's BS. You know, we didn't do this. You know, you don't think you're going to get asked about it. You don't think this thing that's highly disruptive, no matter what side of the issue you're on, is disruptive. 
and it's caused a lot of controversy, a lot of consternation. And but we're gonna we're supposed to ignore it. I mean, you know, all respect to him, but uh, uh, but that is but that is uh, that is ludicrous to me to to make it about us. These guys bring it on themselves when they when they get testy or they get you know defensive. Again, let's be honest. The whole like more time at home stuff does not ring right. You know, if next year it's going to be 14 events, so the pushback I've gotten on that is, oh well, you know, it's one less day, so that's 14 less days. That's that's two weeks ago. That's not how golfers look at it. They look at the golf tournament as a week, whether it's three days or four. I mean, okay, yeah, you might get one less day on the front end. But you're still taking up a week. You're not like going on a Mediterranean cruise and showing back up on Tuesday and going right. to the golf tournament. You right. know, and so um, I mean, Dustin Johnson today came in the interview room and uh, uh, you know they, he got a few questions and he just deflected them. You know, he just like he basically admitted without saying it, I don't hear the noise, I don't listen to it. You know, and he just he just put it aside. He won't. He just won't. He shrugs his shoulders. You know, he's he's happy in his own skin. He doesn't he doesn't he just doesn't care, and and maybe that's the best way to handle it. Again, this will continue to play out, especially as the majors uh, decide uh, how they're going to treat their qualifications, the world golf rankings, all the rest of it. So, Bob, who do you see at this point is going to wrap their arms around the Claret jug and become champion golfer of the year on Sunday? I don't. I really like Rory's chances, given where he's at at the moment. Um, you know, certainly DJ hasn't hurt himself, nor has Scotty Scheffler. Um, you know, Cam Smith's got a nice little cushion, but is he a closer, uh, Bob? Do we yeah, think he's a I know, closer? That's a great question. I mean, I don't think he's certainly not a closer, but he's, you know, he's won several tournaments, but he's not like prolific. You know, he won the Players this year, and that's it. You know, and there, he's been in, he's been close a couple of other times, and that doesn't mean he's going to do it again. You know. Well, it's going to be exciting. We appreciate you spending some time with us live from St. Andrews, the 150th Open Championship. Thanks so much, Bob.